0: Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Tuesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Herons here with the Daily VR Investing Podcast. Hope you had a good day today. Hope you had a good three-day weekend uh, for those of us here in the U.S. with, uh, with MLK Day. And uh, back at it today. You know, today is like a Monday, okay? Today is a Monday for all of us mostly, right? My mentors taught me, don't buy on a Friday, don't sell on a Monday. Well, today was the day where it would have made sense to, to, to do that. At least that's what it looks like. The last hour of trading was not good. The smart money hour was not positive. We got a really positive smart money hour on Friday when the NASDAQ rallied from down more, more than over 300 points to finish up 80. That was a big reversal. I thought we'd get follow through today. As a matter of fact, I was pretty confident we would. Just didn't happen. Woke up this morning to bad news. Uh, you don't like to start the day with the kind of news we got today, and here it came. matter of fact, today, folks, was all bad news. The Empire Fed the Manufacturing Report for New York was out today. It was absolutely abysmal. It, the, the expectation was for a reading of 25, okay? Uh, anything above zero is growth. Uh, 25 is not a big number, by the way. You know, so the big numbers are 80, 90, etc. So things were clearly slowing in the New York region. And the, uh, again, the estimate was for gr- uh, a, a reading of 25, which is, which is growth. It's solid growth that the actual number came in at a negative point seven, so that's contraction mode that's contraction mode that hadn't happened since Rona began. That was a negative. Then we got the earnings report out of Goldman Sachs uh, if you remember last week j p Morgan reported earnings as did city and Wells Fargo Wells Fargo beat uh, uh, j p Morgan and City both got slammed. Uh, that happened to Goldman today as well. Goldman today down, I, I believe it rallied a little bit at the close, but it was still down 8% most of the day. I think it finished down 6 7%, uh, but it doesn't really matter exactly. But I will tell you that the J.P. Morgan losses, again, down another 4% today, plus Goldman Sachs, Sachs again, down 6 7%. You're looking at it right there, accounting for about more than half of all the losses in the Dow Jones. Today was not a good day for the financials. And this is supposed to be the environment they do well when rates are moving higher. Uh, but, folks, if you've got a slowing economy, and that's been our view for some time, that this was going to catch up to us because it, we are in Obama's third term. We're just in Obama's third term. You can throw all the money at the system you want to as far as stimulus, quantitative easing. But guess what? What that money does, it competes with private uh, enterprise, with free market enterprise. And it, and it, and it pushes that growth out. It slows growth. That's why we've said for some time it was just a matter of time because this is Barack Obama's third term. I think that's what we're seeing here. I'm just shocked that the Fed believes they should hike hike rates four, six, eight times this year. Matter of fact, I don't believe that at all. I think what we're seeing here is a classic sign of jawboning, jawboning the market lower. Jawboning not just the economy, but especially inflation lower. That's what their goal is. When you look at these bank earnings, Uh, You look at what's happening with Empire Fed today, and you start to go, okay, well, they're succeeding. That means the problem is inflation, or in this case, stagflation, right? A stagnant economy that has inflation tied to it. It's the worst of the worst. Uh, I guess hyperinflation you could call worst. But stagflation means you have an economy that's not growing, but inflation that's cost-making. Everyone have to pay more for things. In other words, wages are being hit. And that's what the Fed can't have. I believe they're trying to get in front of it. Uh, look, the Fed is part of the permanent ruling class. The Fed's favorite party is the Democrat Party. Look, these these, these, these aren't even up for debate, okay? these are The, the permanent ruling class controls the Federal Reserve, the, the banking cartel, etc. Uh, banking cartel is the most powerful seven cartels on the planet. And if they can, I believe, if I'm the Fed, what do I want to do? I I want to give Democrats the best chance possible. Come November for the midterms, to at least not get blown out, so it's a complete embarrassment, and you lose—I don't know—a hundred seats plus. And now you have a veto-proof Congress, both in the House and Senate, that Biden's got to deal with. I don't think that's what they want. They know it's going to be destruction, but they want to limit the damage. If that's what—if that's the case, what would I do if I'm in their shoes? I would get this out of the way now, right? I would hike rates. I would allow rates to go higher as they're doing. I believe I would also slow the economy down as much as possible. Have all my Fed governors out there jawboning, you know, saying on every uh, uh, interview they do, uh, you know, what we, we don't need four rate hikes. We need six or eight or ten rate hikes this year, you know, and really impact the markets to get it out of the way, so that they can then, after the first quarter, focus hopefully on a, a, a normalized economy. With uh, a lot of the inflationary aspects of this really kind of pushed uh, out of the, uh, the eyesight uh, of most consumers. We'll see how that plays out. I do believe, as ugly as today was, as heavy as today was, that we're going to have a flush. I think we're going to have a flush. It's going to be a great buying opportunity. As I wrote to our people today... I would love to see the Fed come out and jack rates by half percent. Have a special meeting. don't even announce it. just do it have, <laughs> they don't They don't look for approval folks. they just act. Go ahead and have a special Fed meeting right Do it privately. go ahead and and, and hike rates a half percent, not a quarter, but a half percent. Get it out of the way. Let the market flush on the on the on the freak out from that news. And then that will be the low. I've seen these kind of lows many times in my career, folks. Those are phenomenal buying opportunities. They wouldn't have – guess what? If they do it once, the hike rates 50%, 50 basis points, half percent, it's done. No more conversation until after the midterms. That should get things out of the way, and then the markets can bottom and then move forward. Because today, again, felt very heavy to me. It felt heavy in a bad way like there's more coming. Uh, because in addition to the bad news I just talked about, again rates are spiking. The the the, the ten year today uh, closed at one point eight six. That's a two year high in the in the ten year yield. In the big picture, folks, though, is one point eight percent. Is one point eight percent a big deal? Obviously, it's not a big deal. Okay? obviously, it's not a big deal. What would be a big deal to me? Two and a half percent. Two and a half percent with uh with 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 uh, uh velocity. Right with the move happening quickly, that would concern me. 1.8% does not concern anyone that I know, and that includes me. I think I can speak for Tyler, too. Uh, I, I happen to remember the dot-com days where you know the doc, the, the, the last year and a half of the uh, dot-com melt-up, uh, NASDAQ went up a couple hundred percent right, in, in 18 months. And uh, while at the same time, the 10-year yield went from 4.5% to 6.5%. Right. That, that's what I remember as being high interest rates. Didn't affect the market there whatsoever. I, I recognize a lot of this perception and a lot of it is, is velocity. Uh, but right now, folks, 1.8% does not concern me whatsoever. Uh, the Fed could drop this lower with QE anytime they wanted to. I think that's probably what's going to happen here in the future. That's still our call lower rates for longer. But back to what would happen today. You know, again, the semis today will concern me the most short term because I do think we're getting close to a flush here. Uh, The markets are not yet extreme oversold. They're not even heavily oversold yet, although we're starting to get there in tech. The NASDAQ is back below the 200-day moving average, not by much, but it's below it, and it's reaching heavily oversold. Same thing with the Qs, the the QQQ, the NASDAQ 100 ETF. Right now, it's uh, approaching its 200-day, about about 2% above the 200-day but also hitting heavily oversold. Getting very close to some strong buy signals there. and uh, uh, But the semis today, by the way, led the way lower. This is not what you really, ever. if you're bullish, what happened today with the semis is not something you really ever want to see. The semis, meaning SMH, the semi ETF, down a big 4.5% today. That is eye-opening right there. Tells me, again, the selling pressure is not quite done yet. Let's get that rate hike out of the way because folks, if we know one thing, if history has told us one thing about rate hikes, is that in the short term, meaning at least in the first three rate hikes, the markets love rate hikes. But it's like a sell the rumor buy the news thing, right? We don't have the first rate hike supposedly until mid-March, I believe it's March 16th, is the date of the Fed meeting and the announcement. So, you know, we have this period of awkwardness or uh, or anxiety, if you will. Uh, to 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 live through again. That's why I recommend get it out of the way. Let's have a special Fed meeting. Let's hike rates a half a percent. Get it out of the way would be a great buying opportunity for all those folks. Uh, just just remember this this conversation here because if that were to happen, get on the get get get, get online to your to your uh, favorite to online broker or call up your broker. Whatever you do, and be ready to aggressively own this market. That's our call. I've uh, said so again. I've seen it many times in my career would love to see it in this case as well. Also today, besides the Empire Fed meeting, uh, excuse me, the Empire Fed report, again, very, very weak. What we also saw today is that uh, some, some pretty damning information underneath the surface of what's happening in the market. So, for example, just so far in 2022, we're only talking about, what is today, the 18th? Just so far in 2022, half of all NASDAQ stocks are down more than 10% just this year. Damage is being done here, folks. Also, this, and this is pretty eye-opening. We have 220 companies that have a market cap of more than $10 billion that are down 20% from their highs. So, again, even though the SP of 100 is only, as of today, 4.8% below its all-time high, real damage is happening underneath the surface. This is the kind of thing that typically ends in, a, again, a flush or a washout. And I I think we may have a little further to go here. Again, just based on today's readings, I'd love to be wrong. This does not impact, by the way, this does not impact our bullish views on the market, medium, long term. I'm just reporting to you what's happening in the near term. And we call it like we see it. And this is how we see it. Uh, The action today was not encouraging. But again, it's not a stock market, folks. It's a market of stocks. A lot of stocks are doing really well right now. If you've got energy stocks, if you've got uh, uh, copper stocks, uh, a lot of the mining names and materials are doing well. Uh, if you own something like a Trump Media, which was up at one point twenty four percent today, of course we love that stock. I think it's going to be a cult stock. I said it. I said it at the at the launch of Trump Media, uh, which of course right now is called Digital uh, World Asset Corporation, DWAC. That that buying Trump Media here is similar to me. To buying tesla early on this is going to be and already is becoming a cult stock and it's not just about a social media company true social which launches on february 22nd 21st it's not just about that they also have uh uh, have advertising a division they have a cloud services division and of course a broadcasting division these are all the things that new ceo devin nunez is working on now and uh of course if you're a Trump fan or let's just call it let's say if you're a patriot if you're a, if you love America and you don't like the direction we've been going down which is uh, primarily run by communists that that hate America and want to destroy America because that folks that is what's going on here make no mistake about it it's time to call it what it is then you start to see all of a sudden how a like Trump media and others like it that that value what makes America America then you start to see how investors like me not just in the US by the way not just the 100 million or so investors in the US but how many how many how many billions of investors globally maybe that's maybe that's an exaggeration how many hundreds of millions of investors globally also like what trump stands for because they understand that if America falls to communism it is over for the planet my point being trump media is a cult stock it's one of our 10 baggers in the VRA in our portfolio We are all over the stock. We think it's a, 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 again, I can't make individual recommendations, but I will tell you it's one of our top recommendations and holdings here. Uh, Do with that as you wish. Uh, But there are good stocks doing well now. We just got to get this flush, I believe, out of our way, and then we can be back to the races uh, really focused on the midterms. Ugly so far in January, no question about that, though. Tyler made a point today as well. You know, we're not seeing sentiment get to uh, extreme modes yet. Uh, the fear and green index is like 52. You know, we're at this exact level in the market not long ago, and the fear and green index was in the low 20s. So sentiment is starting to, uh, to, to, uh, to, to revert to bearishness, but it's not quite where it should be. We'll be watching very closely for the AI survey this week. It comes out on Thursday morning, late, late Wednesday night, Thursday morning, uh, to see what it reads. Last week's was a 25 reading. So unless we get a big rally, I would expect that number to probably be in the low 20s, maybe the high teens. Again, these are the kind of buy signals that you really look for when sentiment gets too stretched in one direction. Uh, also today, the put-call ratio was uh, was a very elevated. Second day in a row that's happened, uh, readings over one almost throughout the entire day. That's pretty rare, and it's, again, more of what we want to see. But again, ugly day today, Dow Jones finishing down 543 points at 35,368. That's 1.5% down. S&P 500 is down 1.8%, down 85 points at 45.77. Rust 2000 slips further below its 200-day, down 3% today, although I will tell you, if you look at the chart of the Rust 2000, uh, IWM, then you're going to see that it's back to major support levels of the last year. Uh, it's hit this level many times, and uh, let's, uh, let's hope it holds. I don't believe, matter of fact, I'm pretty confident, folks, this bull market, because it's going to be a bull market of bull markets, It will not end until small caps get red hot. I've never seen a bull market that ended without that happening. I think that happens here as well. That has yet to happen. Another reason we're looking to buy this dip. And finally, on the the markets, Nasdaq today, again, Nasdaq and semis led the way lower, not you want to see. Nasdaq down 2.6% today at 14,506, a big drop of 386 points. The VIX today also up 18%. At twenty two point seventy nine, not nearly as elevated as it has been in the past, but still elevated uh, for this uh, for this part of the bull market. Uh, let's take a look under the hood today. Again, this is not pretty, and you know the uh, the internals which we track very carefully here. You know <clears throat> we had today Nasdaq, eight hundred and eighteen stocks hit new fifty two week close. That's a new high. That's a new multi year high. Okay, eight hundred and eighteen stocks. This is the, the the highest reading since coronavirus insanity. Uh, in the first quarter of 2020. Uh, combined today for uh, new 52-week highs and lows, this is NYSE and NASDAQ. It's not a good number. Listen to this. We had 186 stocks hit new 52-week highs to 1,117 hit new 52-week lows. These are these are attention-getting numbers here. Could also be signs of a flush that's approaching, and I think it probably is. But still, you, we have to see these internals begin to improve they really tried to do it for a couple weeks after after really after Christmas and the beginning of the new year. And now here we go. Reverting back to ugliness once more. Nasdaq today 5 to 1 negative on uh advanced decline. NYSE uh 4 to 1 negative. Uh, excuse me. 6 to 1 negative. Uh NYSE advanced decline. Again, these are not good readings. Volume today. On Nasdaq, almost 4 to 1 negative and uh volume on NYSE was We'll call it 5 to 1 negative there as well. Again, uh, we, want, we have to see the internals improve. This market's not going to improve. That's the bottom line. And our sector watch, pretty much what you would think. Uh, energy, our lone winner today, up 4 tenths of 1%. Again, oil today uh, uh, booming back to a, 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 almost a new high. 85, 89 today on oil. Energy stocks up 4 tenths of 1%, leading the way on the downside because we had 10 SPO 100 sectors finished lower, just one higher. To the downside, led by technology again, leading the way lower. Not what you want to see if you're bullish. Down two and a half percent. Financials, again, uh, down two point three percent. Banks getting hit hard here. Not not a good sign for the economy. Communication services down two percent. And um, let's uh, co- commodity watch today. Gold today pretty quiet, but down three dollars an ounce. This is when gold should be shining. And you know, st- we still expect it to holding above its two hundred day at eighteen thirteen an ounce. Silver today had a banging day up two and a half percent today at twenty three fifty. Copper uh, a flat on the day at four forty a uh, pound. Oil today again up two fifty nine a barrel, up a big three point one percent at eighty five eighty nine. There is a fair amount of resistance here. Got to remind everybody we are at extreme overbought both on oil and on energy stocks. Extreme overbought. This is when bad things tend to happen. It's a red hot group, no question about it. But this level of overbought is when you start want to be very careful with any new purchases. Finally, for the day, Bitcoin rallied off the lows. Bitcoin was trading at it, it broke down below uh, 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 forty two today into the high forty one thousand before trading right now of six thirty one at forty two thousand three hundred and sixty six. All right, folks. Again, we always appreciate you listening. Thanks for your feedback. Please keep it coming. Uh, uh, email us, contact us at any time. We'll do our best to give you your answers uh, to, to your questions. And uh, join us full time at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.